on that door. It's a good day to seek. Amen. We are so glad to have each and every one of you this morning with us, and we are excited to have uh, Pastor Jeffrey Land Troop, pastors in Morristown, Tennessee, a revival church. Excited to have him. He's no stranger to the Pentecostals. Been here many, many times. What a wonderful man of God, a heart, a heart for the loss, a heart for the kingdom, and I've known him since, I don't know, we were probably eight or nine years old been a long time we're not gonna tell you how many years but it's been a long time and the entire time I've known Jeffrey Landtroop he's had a heart for God you know I might I might have been one of those knuckleheads that kind of wavered and struggled a little bit in those teenage years but I never saw Jeffrey waver or struggle he's always been on fire for God and I appreciate that I respect him so much and I am delighted to have him here this morning to preach the word brother Jeffrey would you come take your liberty preach to us this morning Praise the Lord, everybody. It is a joy and an honor to be with you in the house of the Lord today. Thank God for the presence of the Lord that we feel this morning. Our praise team and choir did an outstanding job, and uh, we are so honored to be with you today. And, uh, my wife and I love you very much, love this church, and we're thankful for the work of the Lord today. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 and verse 6. In the kingdom of God, there are no accidents, mistakes, or coincidence the Bible said no man comes unto the Father unless the Spirit draws him so it's not an accident or a mistake that you're here today the Lord has divinely drawn you into the house of the Lord because God desires to bless to strengthen to encourage and to do a miracle in your life how many is ready for God to do something great in our life Ecclesiastes chapter 3 and verse 6. A time to get 
and a time to lose, a time to keep, and a time to cast away. I heard a story about a man that fell off a cliff and he grabbed a hold of one branch that was hanging on the side of that cliff and he's holding on to that branch for dear life knowing that he doesn't have very long. And he hollered up and he said, God, if you're out there, could you help me? He heard a loud booming voice said, let go. Man looked around for a minute, thought about it, and he said, is there anybody else out there that can help me? I always liked when people would come around the altar and they would begin to pray, and they're praying for each other, and the man on the right, he's saying, hold on, hold on, hold on. And the guy that left with them praying and said, let go, let go, let go. So I would like today for there to be no confusion. Because the truth is, you've got to do both. You've got to hold on, and you've got to let go. Turn your neighbor right now on the right of you and say, hold on. Turn to the person on your left and say, let go. Would you pray with me one more time? Lord, in the name of Jesus. I pray for the powerful anointing of the Holy Ghost to flow in this place right now. Let every heart be touched by the presence of Almighty God. Lord, as you prepared the ground, so we pray you would prepare our heart, our mind to receive your word, to hear the divine voice of God speak into our life this morning. And we pray it in Jesus' name. Let's clap our hands unto the Lord right now. To you, Lord, we give the praise and the glory. Hallelujah. Praise God. God bless you. you. May be seated. Faith comes in storms. It is the power to hang on and the willingness to let go. Philippians chapter 3 and verse 12. It is the power to hold on and the willingness to let go. Philippians chapter 3 and verse 12. Paul said, Not as though I had already attained, either were already perfect, but I follow after if that I may apprehend that for which I am also apprehended of Christ Jesus. Brethren, I count not myself to apprehend it, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind me. And everybody said, let go. And reach forth unto those things which are before me. And everybody said, hold on. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. I rise to preach to you this morning 
that you must let go of the things of this world and hold on to the things of God. It is increasingly difficult to be able to hold on to the world and hold on to God at the same time. It is difficult to go in two directions at once. We've got to make up our mind. I feel in the Spirit as we begin to let go of the things in our life and reach on and hold on to God. I've got to let go of the distraction. I've got to let go of the hindrance. I've got to let go of those things that are holding me down. I've got to let go of that. And I've got to reach out and hold on to the Lord. And so it is, hold on and let go. For the Bible said to lay aside every weight and sin that so doeth easily beset us or slow us down. Not everything is a sin. But I'm just preaching today about the weights of life that are holding you back, that are keeping you from being everything that God wants you to be. Keeping you out of the promised land. Keeping you away from your miracle. Keeping you away from a closer walk with God. It's time to say, I really don't need that. It's time to decide, I can do without that. It's time to let go of some things and reach out and grab a hold of God like we never have before. I bring to you today the gospel. It is the good news of Jesus Christ. It is that Jesus died on the cross. It is that Jesus was buried in a tomb. It is that Jesus rose again on the third day. The gospel, the good news, is the death, the burial, and the resurrection. It is that we can die with Jesus in repentance. It is that I and you and us can walk to an altar today and we can repent of our sins and we can lay down the things of this world and we can lay down the sins, the mistakes and the failures in our life and that the old man and the old way can die at an altar. I'm thankful to let you know this morning uh, that we have a baptistry today in which the old man can be buried and the old man can be put under and the sins of our life can be washed away. I would just like to stop here just a moment. If you're here this morning and you have never been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, if I were you, I would not allow them to turn the lights out, lock the doors, and leave until somebody baptized me in Jesus' name. (laughs) 
It is one of the absolute greatest experiences that you can ever have in your life. To know that somebody can put you in that baptistry and they can call upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And when you come up out of that water, every sin, every mistake, every failure you ever had can stay buried in that tank and you can come up a brand new person with a clean heart, with a clean conscience and you can let the old things pass away and everything in your life becomes brand new. It is one of the greatest spiritual experiences in a lifetime. And that you can be baptized in Jesus' name. And you can let go of the past. And you can let go of the sins and the failures. And you can let go of a guilty conscience. And you can come up out of that water a brand new person. I wish I could get a witness right now. Anybody in this place been baptized in Jesus' name and know about the beauty of coming out of that water a brand new person? The gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, the death, the burial, and the resurrection truly is about holding on and letting go. Jesus died on the cross, buried in a tomb, rose again on the third day. We die with Jesus in repentance. We're buried with Jesus in the waters of baptism. And when we receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, when the Spirit of the Lord lives on the inside, when He comes on the inside of us, we become a brand new person and those things that used to be important we no longer care about those things that we used to live for it no longer means anything to us nothing is more important to me than reaching out and holding on to the things of God so the Bible tells us about a rich young ruler in that he came to the Lord and he asked what must he do to inherit eternal life and Jesus cut to the chase he just dug through all the things in the man's life and he said basically there are some things that you are going to have to let go of you cannot hold on to the love of money you cannot hold on to the love of the things of this world. You cannot be a materialistic minded person and hold on to God at the same time. If you've really got a desire to know God, if you've really got a desire to live for God, you're going to have to let go of that and you're going to have to reach out and grab a hold of God. So it is that Paul wrote in Philippians, he said, I'm letting go of those things that are behind me. 
I look behind and I see my mistakes. I see my failures. I see my sins. I see those past hurts. I see those past disappointments. And I know if I'm going to become what God wants me to be. And I know if I'm going to do what God wants me to do. I'm going to have to let go of all of that. And I'm going to have to reach out with everything that is within me. And grab a hold of the presence of God in my life. It was Peter who was in the boat. And I like the most because the other 11 disciples were sort of like couch potatoes. How many has ever heard of that expression? Do you know the number one selling chair in America? It is not work, e-boy. It is not risk, e-boy. But the number one selling chair in America is lazy boy. Glad I got a witness in the house. Because truthfully, more people would rather lay in the chair and watch somebody else score the basketball shot than do it themselves. They would rather lay in the chair and watch somebody else score the touchdown than to do it themselves. Not many are willing to risk. Not many are willing to step out of the comfort zone. And so it was that there were 11 other disciples that saw Jesus walking on the stormy sea. And they decided to stay where they were. But Peter knew if he was going to experience something supernatural, he was going to have to let go of the boat, let go of the comfort zone, let go of the habits and the routine, let go of all of that and step out on the unknown and step out in faith and let go of the boat and reach out to God. Somebody's got to make your mind up. The only way I'm going to walk on water is to get out of the boat. The only way I'm going to experience the supernatural is to step out from where I am. I feel in the Holy Ghost, today's somebody's day to step out. Today's somebody's day to get out of the boat. Today's somebody's day to move in faith like you've never moved before. Come on, you've got to let go and hold on. Let go of the normal. Let go of the routine. Let go of the rut. Let go of the other people think about you and say, I'm just stepping out of this boat and I'm grabbing a hold of God. Hold on and let go. It was Joseph that did one of the most difficult things in life. In that Joseph let go of the wrong that was done to him. For Joseph's own brothers hated him and sold him into slavery. 
It was his own brothers that wronged him. And yet Joseph got to the place that he realized the only way I'm going to save two nations. The only way I'm going to be able to save my family is that I'm going to have to let go of the wrong that's been done to me. I'm preaching to somebody this morning. Today has got to be the day that you decide to let go of bitterness in your life. Today's got to be the day that you let go of the wrong that's been done to you. Maybe you didn't ask for it. Maybe you don't deserve it. Maybe it's somebody even close to you that has hurt you, that has wronged you. But I'm telling you, come to a place uh, God's got a blessing for you, and you're going to have to let go of those wrongs. Uh, you're going to have to let go of those hurts. Uh, somebody's got to make your mind up. I've carried around this bitterness long enough. Uh, I've drug around this hurt long enough. Uh, I'm going to have to let it go. I can't hold on to hurt and bitterness uh, and hold on to God at the same time. I've got to let it go and hold on to the Lord. It was the man that was in the woods hunting, standing in the high grass and weeds of the field, that he was bitten by a venomous snake. And he had to make a quick decision. Either he could spend time looking around in the weeds and the grass and get his revenge on that snake. Or he could leave it and get out of the woods and get the medical help that he needed. But he only had a few minutes to decide. Because every moment that he waited, that poison was working its way into him. You've got to make your mind up. Are you going to continue to wander around in your life waiting for revenge? Are you going to continue to hold on to that poisonous bitterness? Uh, or are you going to make your mind up today? I'm going to let go of that bitterness. Uh, I'm going to let go of that hurt. Uh, I'm getting out of here. And I'm going to get the help that I need. It was a farmer who named, his name was Andy Cutlett. He lost his right hand in a farming accident. And when Andy lost his hand, he really basically lost his hold on life. It just seemed like life was just slipping away from him and he no longer had his right hand to work with. He no longer had his right hand to hold on to things. And it just, it just seemed like that he was losing his grip on life. I'm preaching to somebody right now that feels that same way. It's just like overnight I'm losing my hold, my grip on life. It's just as if I no longer have the ability to hold on, to do what I want to do. But finally, one day Andy realized this very saving truth. Though he does not hold, he is held 
by the hand of the Lord. I'm preaching to somebody today that feels like you've lost your hold on life. I'm preaching to somebody right now that feels like every dream that you ever had is slipping through your fingers and that life is just racing out of control. But I'm telling you, God is holding you this morning. I've got a purpose in my mind. It's time to let go of the hurt. It's time to let go of the past. It's time to let go of the mistakes. It's time to let go of the world and reach out and draw closer to God. Many could testify to the fact of what it's like to have a family member get to that place in their life just before they pass away. Maybe they've been struggling with a long illness. But you can tell the closer they get to taking that last breath, they're beginning to let go of the things in this life. Suddenly, there is a clarity in their mind of what is really important. Suddenly there is a clarity and a purpose, a sense of purpose that they realize that, that mowing the grass is not as important as they thought it was a couple of weeks ago. That washing the dishes is not quite as important as I thought it was. When I realize the seriousness of life and the shortness of life, I, I suddenly realize that those things that I used to really hold on to, that I used to really care about are really no longer important anymore. And the older you get, and the closer we get to the coming of the Lord, the more we began to let go of this life. And we are reminded that we are only pilgrims and strangers in this land. I remind all of us today that this world is not our home. We really and truly are only passing through. I don't know about you, but I want heaven to be my home. I want to look down one day and see streets of gold. I want to look and see the walls of jasper. I want to look and see the gates of pearl. I want to be able to take a crown of glory off of my head and put it at the face of Jesus and look into the eyes of the one that died for me. This world is not my home. I feel myself letting go of the things that I thought were important. I feel myself letting go of the things that I used to reach for, that I used to hold on to and now I'm letting go of this world and I'm reaching out to hold on to God I hear Jesus say this morning Matthew 16 and 25 for whosoever will save his life shall lose it and whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. I'm preaching to somebody today that needs to make a split decision. I'm speaking to somebody right now that, that needs to make that immediate decision. The longer I stay in this hurt, the longer I stay in this bitterness, 
the longer I stay in this resentment, the more that poisons my spirit. I've got to get out of the woods, and I've got to get to a place where I can get some help. I'm going to have to let go of the hurt. I'm going to have to let go of the failures. I'm going to have to let go of the sins that I've committed. And I've got to hold on to God like I've never held on before. Would you stand with me right now? It's time to let go of the things of the world and hold on to Jesus. I'm offering to you today that you can leave this place with a clean conscience. There's no amount of alcohol or drugs that can take away the guilt. Doesn't matter how loud you turn the volume up on life, you can't drown out the guilt. There's nothing you can do in this world to overcome the guilt, the bitterness, the hurt, the pain. The only way is just to simply let go of it all and reach out and hold on to God. I'm asking you today as an act of faith It's just an act of faith between you and the Lord. That what I'm going to do in my mind and in my heart, it will be as if every hurt, every pain, it will be as if every failure and every sin I've ever committed is on that chair behind me. It will be as if all the materialistic things and the career goals and the life goals that I have set and the houses I want to buy and the cars that I want to buy and the places that I want to go and the things that I want to do in life and accomplish, that's the chair behind me this morning. And what's in front of me is the cross of Jesus Christ. What's in front of me is a clean heart. What's in front of me is a clean conscience. What's in front of me is the power of Almighty God. The chair behind me is the boat. And there'll be, like for Peter, there may be 11 other disciples that decide to stay in the boat. But there's going to be one person today, there's going to be one disciple today that's going to throw their leg out over that boat, walk away from that chair, walk away from the bitterness and the hurt and the pain and the wrongs and the sins of life and the things of this world and just let it go. And reach out, as Paul said, to those things which are before me. As an act of faith, I'm asking somebody today to step out. And when you leave this place, you're not going to pick up that hurt, that bitterness, and take it with you anymore. 
when you leave this place you're not going to take that sin or that guilt when you step out from that chair this morning you are leaving it behind you today is a brand new day Sunday is not the last day of the week it's the first day of the week it's a brand new day it's a brand new week it's still relatively a brand new year and you can leave today with a brand new life because you can walk out from all of that and leave it behind you and grab a hold of God I'm offering you that invitation right now someone to step out in faith and say I've carried around this hurt long enough I've carried around this bitterness long enough I've carried around that sin long enough I'm ready to leave it behind me today and reach out and hold on to the things of God. Let the mercy and the grace of God flow in this altar today. Let the blood of Jesus Christ flow from the cross today. If there's anybody here this morning that's never been baptized in Jesus' name and you would like to be baptized, I would like for you to find someone in the ministry team today and say, hey, I need to be baptized this morning because I'm going to leave this place with a clean heart, a clean conscience. It's time to let go of the things of the world today and hold on to God. Even in the distraction. Would you reach out with both hands this morning and hold on to the things of God? Lifting your voice right now, cry out unto the Lord this morning. All over this congregation. I'm stepping out in faith today to walk in the supernatural. Come on, somebody, reach out to God right now. The same God.